I could have just kept worshiping this morning. Um, but I know God gave me a word for you. And um, I just want to take some time and build the foundation of why we worship. Because sometimes, um, whether we're new to the Lord or whether we've been with the Lord a long time, we just either get complacent or we just don't know. We just, um, it's just something we do. We go to church, we sing, but we don't always know why the benefits and um, what it does for us, what it does for our God. Um, first of all, we were created to worship. We, as a people, were designed to desire, crave, and long for something bigger than ourselves. So if you think of worship as just we come here in this place and we sing some songs, we give some glory to God, and then we go home, we've missed a whole lot of what worship is. Our life can be an example of worship and honor to God. In Colossians 4, 5, and 6, um, it says, Live wisely among those who are not believers and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversations be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. A different, um, a different version says, Walk in wisdom of God. <clears throat> as you live before the unbeliever and make your duty, make it your duty to know him, make him known, sorry. Let every word you speak be drenched with grace and tempered with truth and clarity. For then you will be prepared to give a respectful answer to anyone who asks about your faith. So we can live a life of worship, pleasing to God, letting him be seen by everyone around us. Um, an example is um, to show God's love, we might go into a coffee shop. And we just are friendly and give a big smile to the person we order from and um, tell them to have a great day. They might be having a terrible day and their customers have all yelled at them that day and you're the first smiling face they see and it makes an impact. Or maybe you want to give an extra big tip to your server when you go out to eat and just let them know that Jesus loves them and that he wants them to be blessed. Maybe ask them, is there um, anything I can pray for you about? That's living a life of worship before man. When I started um, thinking about it, it as like this could go so much further, but we're going to stop there because I think living your life for God, for all the world to see as worship unto the Lord. It's probably a sermon all in itself. <laughs> um, so today, we're going to talk about the kind of worship that is corporate, which is what we do here, and personal. Why do we come together and worship? 
Why is it important for us to worship on our own, just one-on-one with God? Number one, he is worthy. God is infinitely worth all the affection, all the praise, all the worship, all the glory that we, his people, past, present, or future, could ever begin to pour out on him. The angels bow and worship him and have been for all eternity because of the sheer worth and beauty and majesty of the Almighty God. Revelations 4, 8 through 11 says, And they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. You created all things and by your will they exist and were created. (laughs) We should read that every Sunday before we worship. (laughs) We are called to worship the creator of all things. We don't always feel like worshiping, but I believe when we come and we start to worship and we open our mouth and sing those songs or just even raise our hands when we don't feel like it, God is faithful to show up. In that place of obedience, and sacrifice because sometimes it's a sacrifice. He will meet us here. <laughs> he will meet us where we are in our sadness, in our depression, in our anxiety, in our health. He will meet us where we are. We just have to come. <laughs> sometimes we don't even have to open our mouth and start singing we can just think of the attributes of God um, his love his beauty his mercy wisdom his peace he is holy he is victorious that should make you want to worship. The more you think about and study the attributes of God, the more you understand how worthy he is. Not to mention all that he has done for us, his life, his death, his resurrection, the way he cares for us. You will never out-worship your knowledge of God. As we grow in understanding, you worship more. You understand he is worthy. 
And just think about when we all come together, that's called the power of agreement. In Psalms 34.3, it says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Together. <laughs> we come together to create an atmosphere where the Spirit of God wants to be. God uses worship as a way for us to come in agreement with him. I heard um, someone say one time that when we worship and we create that atmosphere where we are, that's when the Holy Spirit comes and releases glory because he can't tell the difference between where he is in heaven and us on earth because it all feels the same. And so he brings all that he is and all that he has with him to this place. <laughs> oh, God has a plan for every one of us, but sometimes we get distracted. Worship is a way for us to engage with him and remember our plan. It's where we trade our thoughts for his thoughts, our reality for his reality, our words for his words, our world for his world. Hmm. Worship creates dialogue between us and God. I know sometimes if I've been down or had a hard week, when I come to worship, my strength is renewed. My mind is renewed because of worshiping with all of you. I draw strength from you, and I hope you draw strength from me. You draw strength from your neighbor. Because then we can believe what God says is true. What we speak, we believe. So as we're singing those words, we're convincing our mind, we're convincing our heart these things are true. We begin to see our situation the way God sees it. Let's just think about some of the, um, the lyrics of some songs that we sing. I raise a hallelujah, my weapon is a melody. I am a child of God. We want more of you, God. How about this? What hell meant to break me has failed. <laughs> this is how I fight my battles. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. We are convincing ourselves, our hearts, our minds, our spirits that these things are true. Even a song we don't know yet. Um, I know it's always hard, like if the worship team introduces something new. Or even if you just hear a song for the first time. But if you just get quiet and listen to the words and let them soak in and, and hear what the song is saying. And just let your 
self become in agreement with that. When we worship, we are enthroning God on our praises. We are lifting him high. Psalms 22.3 says, Yet I know you are most holy. It's indisputable. You are God enthroned, surrounded with songs, living among the shouts of praise of your princely people. He lives in our praise. He lives in our worship. When I was in ministry school, um, one of my favorite books that I read was called The Spirit-Empowered Church. And this is a quote from there. It says, those who believe in Jesus become a place where heaven and earth met. Hmm. Our praise and our worship becomes a place where heaven meets earth. It turns the room into a throne room. God responds by releasing his glory upon the earth, like I just mentioned. Then the Holy Spirit doesn't see that difference. Can you imagine? He doesn't see the difference. His blessing, his healing, his freedom, his economy, his answers, all that we need, we can find in worship. Another quote from Spirit Empowered Church, experiencing God refocuses us. We have a word for that experience, worship. We need to read our Bible and we need to know the word, but we also need to experience the presence of the Holy Spirit. The more we experience God, the hungrier we become for more of him. In Matthew 5, 6, it talks about, blessed are the hungry, for they will be filled. John 10, 27 says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. My sheep hear and know my voice. How are we to hear and know his voice if we don't experience it? Where is that experience? In worship. Worship is a place of dialogue between you and your Father, a place of thankfulness and gratitude. So I guess my question is, what if? What if we came every service, every time, with the excitement and the expectation that we feel when we know we're having a baptism service or a baby dedication or a night of worship or a night of prayer, and we expect something to happen. God shows up in our expectation. How would we change as a people if we were that expectant every single time? How would this place change if we were that expectant every single time? (laughs) 
Some of you may have heard me um, say this before, but we as a worship team and I as a worship pastor, it's like when we prepare worship, we prepare the songs, we prepare our hearts, we pray, we seek God for what he wants to do. And that's the example of us setting a banquet table in this place. We've carefully placed the plates, the silverware, the forks, the knives, the napkins, the glasses for you to drink from. We've set it all out, maybe even a beautiful centerpiece. And why have we done all these things to prepare a place for you to worship? Because we know the Lord is bringing the banquet. Whether you're coming just to spend time with Jesus and you just want to be in his presence or you need something like peace, deliverance, healing, you need set free. That's what he brings to this banquet. It's here every time in his presence, whether you're in your seat, whether you're raising your hands, whether you're kneeling, whether you're at the altar, it's here. It's available. You just have to come and get it. <clears throat> A couple weeks ago um, in worship, and I'm not going to be much longer because uh, I want us to take some time and do what we've just talked about. Um, the room kind of went dark. And people were worshiping. And God highlighted some people to me. And the first person, people I saw was actually Matt and Jessica Wilging. Um, and they were just standing there with their hands raised straight up high with their hearts and their lives surrendered to God and I saw this big ball of white fire come and consume their hearts and it had little flames of blue around it I've never seen white fire before so I was like that's odd <laughs> I've always seen you know the red and the orange and the yellow I've had God show me visions of fire um, actually a lot since 2019 of fire drops falling from heaven to the state of Ohio and the state of Ohio being on fire for Jesus and just the glory and the atmosphere and the fire He's shown that to me over and over, but this was the first time I had seen white fire, and it just consumed their hearts. I was like, wow, what is that? And then I looked around, and some people were still just standing there dark, but then there were others, singles, couples, with their hands raised straight up high in complete surrender to God, and that fire came and consumed their hearts. And I was just in awestruck, and I, I couldn't get that image out of my head for days and days. And I had to research just a little bit because I was like, I even looked for pictures of white fire. I was like, white fire? I've never seen white fire. What does this mean? And I looked in the Bible, 
I mean, to see what the Bible says about um, white fire. And it says, it's the purest form of fire, highly flammable. It's purity, righteousness, God's love. It represents the bride of Christ, victory, and triumph. And then I looked for the little blue flames that I saw that surrounded it. And it said, the healing power of God, divine revelation, and divine encounters. And I thought, Lord, I want to be one of those people. I want to be that person filled with your fire that consumes my heart for all to see. I want to be your righteousness, your purity. I want to show God's love as the bride of Christ. I want to live in victory and triumph. I want to be healed of anything that doesn't belong. I want to have divine revelation and divine encounters with you. I hope that some of you, if not all of you, could say the same thing. Worship team, would you go ahead and come up? Father, we just thank you, Lord. Like I said, we are going to spend a little bit more time in worship today. I didn't even want to stop this morning after the first couple of songs because his presence is here. I want to experience the Holy Spirit every time I walk in this room. I want to create an atmosphere where the Holy Spirit feels so comfortable he can release all that he has in heaven. The Bible says God's glory will cover the earth. I don't think we've seen that yet. But I want to see it. Jesus said, greater things will you do than I did. He healed the lame, set free the captives, cast out demons. I want to see those things. And the place of glory is where those things are released. I want to see his glory. I want to be a heart surrendered to God so that his glory is comfortable where I am. I often pray, Lord, don't pass me by. Don't let me miss it. I want to see your glory. I want to see those things. I want to see everything you have for me. I want it, God. I don't want it to pass me by. <laughs> so now I'm just going to ask you to stand. And we're going to spend some more time in worship this morning. Because you know what? I think God wants to spend some time with us. He wants us to be set free. He wants us to be healed and delivered so that we can be consumed with the fire of the Holy Spirit. I did find myself wondering, I wonder if the tongues in fire in the upper room in the book of Acts were those little tongues of white fire <laughs> that I saw. I hope so.
I want that. I hope you do too. Let's just glorify our God together. Let's be a church surrendered and sold out where things of God can happen in this place and we can carry it with us when we leave this place because we are forever changed by the glory and the Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.